That's the Sims music. <laughs> it's like a one note song by Tenacious D, man. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, the teeth? Uh, we're going to talk about Alzheimer's, Tootsie Rolls, and plastic frames for glasses. Why uh, those things? Like, oh, wait, that's a different podcast I want. <laughs> It's the far more interesting podcast. That'd be a great name for a podcast. Alzheimer's, Tootsie Rolls, and Plastic Frames podcast. That, and the far more interesting podcast. Oh. <laughs> far more interesting podcast. Yeah. All right, yeah, we got to change the name of the podcast. We are now the far more interesting podcast. <laughs> Today we are talking about choosing what kind of story uh, you'll decide to tackle when you make a film, or when you attempt to write a script or any of the above. So basically why you would want to write or create or produce something. Yeah, and kind of how how you get to that stage when you when you feel that way about a project. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think we've talked about it before how we come up with ideas or at least I know I have. Mm-hmm. Uh so I'll start off just like a quick refresher. I really enjoy the way that I come up with ideas. This is just writing, not in terms of shooting yet. Is uh, What I do is I let ideas gestate. Like I'll think of an idea, and then if it strikes me as cool, I'll try and intentionally forget it. And then if I keep kind of coming up with the same idea over and over again, you eventually catch on. Like, I've had this idea before. Mm-hmm. And if it keeps coming back to you, then I think it's something worth diving into a little bit. And then, you know, a percentage of those get written and a smaller percentage get made. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do for creating ideas in, call it the story or writing phase? Sometimes it'll come from photography. Like I'll go out and just shoot, just take pictures of random stuff or spaces. And sometimes from like an image, I'm like, oh, what could happen in this space? Or like, or if I get like an interesting setting and the persons in the shot I kind of try to figure out what possibility could come from that um, normally it's not like I have a feature film because I took a photo or something it just it gives you a concept or or like a tone or an atmosphere or setting um, based off an image and that kind of helps me for maybe like developing a, a small part of a story but then you have to go from there so so, so when you have something like that, is it, you'll see, like, for instance, on your computer right now, I'm looking at this kind of rustic boat in the water across from Vancouver. Yeah. So when you see something like that, would it be like, oh, that's kind of creepy boat, maybe it'd be a horror movie, or would it help you kind of unravel a story that's already in your head? No, it's not something that's already in my head that, that like, a photo or something or an image will... Unravel slowly. It's more like I see the thing, then I kind of make up a story for the thing I'm looking at. So, like, you know, the picture of the boat. I look at the boat, I'm like, it's an old, kind of shitty-looking boat. It doesn't give me any creepy vibes. I feel more like there's, like, a old drunk in there, and he, he just kind of s- squats in this boat, and no one really knows who is, or, like, bothers him. So, like, it just starts like that. Like, I'll... But, like, it, this isn't, like, every photo I take. There's a new, like feature film in my head or something mm-hmm. it's really like um a dime a dozen like you you don't find it that often so based off that like say you've taken 10,000 photos and you have 10 ideas for you know shorts or features or whatever how do you decide which one to write from there do you just get a calling for one or is like how's it work for you 
I think the ones that just kind of start to unravel themselves. Like I, I think I've I've had like a I had a dream about something once, and then like I wrote it down and I, I just started thinking about it more when I woke up, and then that just kind of kept snowballing into like a, a world, and there were characters I could see, and I was thinking of scenarios in my head. So that kind of came out of nowhere, um, and you can't plan for that. Uh, I think like one thing you have to consider when you're trying to be a filmmaker is like this is an art and as much as there is a technical side to filmmaking when it comes to like actually creating story and 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 making something that at the core is not meant to be um math or like something so calculated um a lot of the times it will come from like abstract moments like a photo or a piece of art or you listen to some music, or you have a dream about something. Because those are really human things, right? Exactly. Um, so you can't plan for that, but like you have to be willing and open to that. Um, I think what a lot of people will get lost in is trying to rip their brain apart, trying to figure out like what's a cool story to tell. Um, and sometimes that might work, but sometimes it just kind of shows up, and there's really nothing you can do about that. You just have to let it happen. Well, you hit on, <clears throat> you hit on an interesting word right there. Um, cool. Mm. I said cool. Yeah. Well, I you never know, say cool. <laughs> <laughs> you just heard the first two times Latifah's ever said cool. <laughs> delete this episode. <laughs> um, are you ever driven by what's cool? Like, if you have, you call it again, like five ideas, and you're like, that one's cool. Would the cool one ever? be enough to persuade you to write that or you mean cool like it, it would be a popular idea or yeah it's a cool as in popular or like you know i wouldn't say so much like twilight's in right now since wrote a vampire <laughs> thing but something where like you would look at it and say like that's a cool like action sequence or like that's john wiki or something would that ever persuade you to write it slash do you think that should let the audience persuade them to write it you know no not for me no if there's something that's cool to me like it will be like more personal Mm -hmm. it'll never be based on what uh everyone else is thinking or what's hot at the moment i think that's like a not great way to attempt to write something yeah i agree because you'll just end up copying something else and it's gonna feel unoriginal surprising there's been a lot of stuff like that Oh, uh, yeah. In the independent short production world, locally even. Really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's an idea for, like, an action thing or... It's all sci-fi action, or hey? something, <laughs> and it's not an original idea, but it's just because it seems cool and it seems like it's relatable to something more blockbuster. Um, and you, people might want to make it as a stepping stone, but I really think the best projects are not predicated on how cool they seem, but more how how uh, honest your connection with it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, like, if I was... I remember when um, I saw Mad Max Fury Road. Like, Mm. I was blown away by it. I still, like, I adore that movie. I probably think it's the best action movie ever made. But I did go home and think, like, that was really cool. I would love to write something like that. But then I didn't immediately go out and try and write a Mad Max or something, you know, post-apocalyptic like that or whatnot. 
So I thought about it and I'm like, what did I like so much about this? And that I would try and borrow from. And what I came to was I really liked the relentlessness of Mad Max. Mm -hmm. It was nonstop, front to back. I mean, really, really well done, nonstop. Mm -hmm. It kept the entire thing going and it was propulsive. So I wrote something similar to that. Now, having said that, I think it's okay to borrow... um, a tiny bit of something like that from something else. Like if you see, um, I don't know, a horror movie, say Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and you're like, I really like the atmosphere of this. It's okay to then go and write something atmospheric and try and capture something similar in that sense. But I think what would have been a mistake is if I had saw Mad Max and was like, oh man, that was really cool. I'm going to go write a movie that's one car chase. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that'd be the wrong thing to take from it. So if you see right. something and you can borrow certain things, but don't take the the cover of it and try and do that, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the big mistake is you see something amazing and you're like super inspired, but like a part of you is like, I wish I made that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, oh, I'm inspired by this thing. You're kind of like, I wish I made Mad Max or I wish I made Blade Runner. You know what I'll do? I'll make Blade Runner, but I'll change the name. Like, it's Knife Runner. <laughs> Butter Knife Runner. One billion domestic written all over it. <laughs> so, like, right now, one question I just asked you was, like, if you have five ideas, how do you decide which one to write? Um, I'm kind of in that boat for the first time ever. <laughs> like, we're just finishing up this movie. Mm-hmm. And... Pretty much everything I've written up to this point has been one after another. There haven't been a whole lot of... Uh, I've got like, yeah seven ideas. Right. Go write them. <clears throat> but I have four I really want to write right now. I remember John August. And if you don't know who John August is, listen to Script Notes because it's an amazing podcast. Someone asked him that question, what should I write first? And his answer was, write whatever has the best ending. And I think that's really important too. I would say never start writing anything unless you know what the ending is. Like, I know I've, for everything I've ever written, and, and, and even these projects I do plan right after this, I know what the endings are. So having said that, do you work the same way, or do you kind of just wing it like you've got a good setting premise and you just go and get to the ending, or how do you do it? I don't ever know what the ending is, actually. Really? You know? I know what, like, a, yeah, like, I know what should happen at the end of the movie. Okay. But I don't know what, like, the, end, the actual ending ending is. Mm. You know, some things have to happen, and... Some things need to be resolved and some things left un- unfinished, but I kind of know where the movie should go, but I never, I don't even, like, outline and shit. You don't outline? No, I don't outline or... What? What do you do? I just write. <laughs> I just sit down and write. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't like doing all that stuff. Oh, it's the best, man. <laughs> okay, back up. Yeah. You're, you open, what do you use to write? Final no fuck Sorry. no no one uses uh, final draft because final draft sucks. Uh, use fade in. Okay, so you open fade in. You're staring at a blank page. What do you do? You just start typing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like fade I'm, in. So well, you open fade in and type fade okay, in, and not, then you just write. It's not like there's no. Nothing before it. It's not like the ideas in my head. Then I go straight to the uh, software. I have like a uh, like some notes in my phone or in Google Docs or something. How much? You know, like a half page of just, like, character, name, 
a little backstory, maybe like a setting or some important moment, like specifically important moments or scenes that should happen. But you don't have the plot mapped out? No. Wow. Usually not. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've never written like that. I just kind of like to go at it and... Well, everyone writes differently, but like even oh, yeah, totally. even when we wrote the last thing together, mm-hmm. like when we sat down and did the little outline and the note cards and stuff, yeah, that was like the first, first time I did anything like that. But it was it was because you wanted to do some outlining. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck you would ever write without outlining. Uh-huh. I love outlining. But then when I when we went off to write our pages, like I didn't do any other work before that I just wrote really yeah like did you when you went off to write on your own did you do any other prep work for writing or what uh well not any research or anything but basically the way I'll do it is uh I'll have the outline Mm -hmm. and like in that case it was note cards so I transferred what every one of those note cards said just to like a single line right um on I use writer duet as my writing program so it would be like scene one, I don't know, fucking coffee, scene two, beer, scene three, nachos, whatever, you know? Right. I'll go in and just expand on every one of those sentences, start adding dialogue and just expand and expand and expand until the scene's done. And then I'll do that for every scene. So my outline really does become the finished script, mm-hmm. which is why I say, like, I don't know how the hell I would ever write or how you write without an outline. Like, that's... That's like Picasso shit right there, man. Well, I think, like, for a few things, like, I did... Like, like when I read a short film, like, I've been, I never outlined I don't think I need to because it's so small. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, like, you know, for a feature film, for example, like, the most I might do is, like, have a... I wouldn't even, like, write it in a computer. I'll just take a piece of paper and just write... There's three main parts, you know, the beginning, middle, end. And I might have little scenes that kind of populate the first part and the middle part and the last part. Not I think that's called an outline. I know, I know. <laughs> but like it's uh, like it's literally maybe just like having an action or something, but it's not it's not I don't ever look at it as a guide to the the writing. It's more like I don't want to forget. Um, so these need to go in here somewhere. Yeah, like I don't want to mm-hmm. forget the idea I had. Um, so if it's really important, I'll write it down. Uh, you know, but I'll, like, I've never written a, a treatment or a synopsis or, like, a little paragraph about, uh, like, what the story should be. I kind of just start writing from scratch, so. Um, I think that that's kind of, for, well, for me, that's kind of part of, like, how you know which film you should attempt to make is, like, the one that you feel confident enough to just jump into. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an idea but you're always kind of second guessing it or not attempting to make it or kind of afraid to <laughs> make it you might not be completely ready for it just yeah. as a hypothetical say someone's listening and they're like I have five ideas and I'm not confident about any of them what would you say? <laughs> well, you need to find the one that you like the most mm-hmm um, you might not be confident about all of them, but you, you'll kind of know which one is kind of speaking to you the most. And then I, I say, like, write the other ones down and, like, slide them away for a moment and and just think about the one that you have. Um, 
especially for writing like writing a script for a, for a story like you gotta spend some time and really think about it before you even attempt to write anything you know go go for a walk and just think about the world and the story and the characters and why you, why it's important to you and why you want to make it and why you as a filmmaker will have a voice that that you think is right to tell that story because um, you might have a cool idea that another writer might completely knock out of the park that that you're not meant to write but you know you, you've got to think about these things so um, a lot for me like for sure like I'll make like music playlists that feel like the movie I want to make and I'll listen to that music and, you know I just did that for the first time recently and yeah. it actually helps a lot I, I think so yeah. yeah it just gets you in the headspace um, I know it's weird but sometimes I'll, I'll even make music that I think is supposed to be for the movie I want to make and I'll just um, I won't even listen to it that much often I'll just make it because I feel like making music for the film kind of creates a part of that world already yeah, which is very strange but kind of like in the sense when you're trying to remember something you can try and remember as much as you want mm -hmm. but the second you write it down you can never forget it mm -hmm. I would imagine that's the same way that writing music for it like it, you wouldn't have to listen to it again but it would be imprinted on you almost yeah and, and it's a very weird thing like before you've even written a script for something like trying to make music for a film that doesn't exist seems like a weird exercise but like I, I do that for myself really mm. And even if that film doesn't get made, no one's going to hear the music anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you said one thing that I think is really important, too. You said whatever gets you most excited. I think that is a huge part of it. Like, think of your five ideas and, like, really think on them. Don't think on them for 30 seconds. Think on them for, you know, a couple days each. And then there's going to be at least one or two where by the end of that thinking period, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so done thinking about this you know maybe you'll have one that you're kind of like ah oh, yeah that's cool but one or two will just get you to the fuck yes state there's actually a quote by a guy named uh oh, i'm gonna butcher his name i can't remember what it is but anyways this quote is no or fuck yes so if you want to do something and i think it really applies to writing if you want to write something and you're not fuck yes about it then it's a no but if you want to write something and you think about it and it just it keeps rubbing you the right way and you're super excited about it, then that's what you write. Mm -hmm. And I think that even comes back to like the gestation thing I talked about earlier. Like if I think of an idea and deep down it's like it's not interesting enough or whatever it's a no, then you never think of it again. But if it keeps coming back and it's like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, then you know that's something worth exploring. Yeah. And when it comes to like making these films and, and you know writing the script that you want to make you have to really I think ruminate with these these stories you know like for young filmmakers especially like they'll have an idea for a film and everyone's gonna think their idea is like the best thing since sliced bread mm. and sliced bread isn't even that good so your idea is like I was gonna like, say that thing kind of sucks <laughs> yeah sliced bread is garbage it's super trash so if your idea is like better than sliced bread it's still not that good this is like totally not the point I'm trying to make <laughs> we're just shitting on people now um, it's not about how good I, I think this is really important because like I I think people will fall into this trap um, and in order to make anything you have to not have this mindset is you'll think about your idea and, and think about will people like this 
And that's like the worst thing you can do in my opinion. Yeah, you should only think, would I like this if someone else made it? Like, is this something I would like to see? Yeah. Uh, you can't really give a shit about anyone's opinion on the idea you have. Because, like, it's art. At the end of the day, everyone's opinion is going to be different on the thing yeah. you decide to do. Subjective. Um, it will appeal to some people, but it needs to speak to you in a way that, it, like, nothing else does. And that's why you're going to want to make it. And And right now we're speaking to people who may have ideas, but I think one thing that's important as well is... There are probably talented filmmakers out there who have tons of skills and all that stuff, but they just don't know what to make, <laughs> or they don't have an idea at all yet, which is common. I think mm-hmm. that happens to a lot of people. They just get blocked and don't know what story to tell. I think uh, the best thing to do when you're in a situation like that is, you know, remove yourself from the idea of trying to make something, and really take some time to focus on like your personal growth and yourself yeah, at that moment I couldn't agree more because um, I think like really like you get into that kind of block when you're not um, growing as a person which sounds like a very heavy thing to throw at someone but you're only going to start making stories and 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 having perspective once you start living your life properly that's what you're gonna draw from to make your stories good too your personal experiences yeah and at the end of the day like you gotta tell stories that you're able to tell and you know as a young filmmaker you might be like I gotta make a film about the political climate and racism but you're not even involved or understand what's going on really you gotta get out there and like figure out what's going on in the world before you can attempt to even speak on it um, which I think is really important so go out there and like live in the world and know people and make connections and and not like filmmaking networking like just living be a human and go humanize with other humans yeah I said humanize <laughs> um, yeah so like I really have one other thing to add to this I think we'll have to make this a part two with the what to make because I got to pick my wife up from the airport but uh, I was thinking about this today, and I think it, it's it's quite, like, I'm going to bring this lesson to everything I write, and I think subconsciously have for the previous things I've written, but I was thinking about Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy today, mm-hmm. and one thing I realized is each one of his movies has a message, right? Like, every movie should, but in his movies, he repeats the message twice, every movie. So mm-hmm. the first movie, Batman Begins... It's um, Bruce when he's a kid. His dad says to him, "What Bruce, why did we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up? That, you know, more or less is the message of that movie. And they say it repeatedly through the movie. Second movie, Dark Knight, it's um, either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? So, like, I think when you're writing, like, you're going to want to have a message to tell your audience right without it there's kind of no point in making a movie that's subjective too but for the sake of the sake we'll just go with that so i think like it's worth it to distill it down to you know your one or two sentences to say what am i trying to say to this audience you don't necessarily have to put it in the movie but just to know that i think will kind of be your compass in like telling your story it'll guide you where you should go and if you get too far off track they'll say hey man you know we're kind of trying to say that message so maybe curve back this way you know Mm -hmm. um so that's one 
piece of advice I would give, like know your message and I wouldn't say have it at the forefront of your mind, but you know, maybe put it on a piece of paper and tape it to the wall. So when you look around and you're in those moments of like, oh, what should I do next? You see that message and it might guide you, you know? Right. Yeah. I guess we'll t- touch on this a little more in the next episode and continue. I-, I think there's a lot to talk about with this conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I- I'm I'm getting to that stage, too, where I- I'm going to attempt to write another another script. And I think I've got the idea that I want to tackle, but... Is it the magician? No. It's the soda. Oh, nice. I love that one. (laughs) Pepsi Man! No one knows what we're talking about. (laughs) But they will when you make a billion dollar soda movie. (laughs) Uh, Alright. Alright, yeah. Until next week. uh, And this is Filmcraft. Filmcraft. Brought to you by Pippa. Pippa Pippa.io. Oh, we should say this one all sexy. It's Pippa. Pippa Pippa.io. It was so hot. (laughs) (laughs) You won't be sexy? People make you sexy. (laughs) Podcast hosting service. It's real cheap. It's real awesome. Just, you know, check it out. If you host a podcast like us and you don't want to use SoundCloud because they only let you have like 35 seconds of stuff before you have to pay. Pippa.io. They're cheap. They're great. Check them out. Don't crap. Don't crap. So sexy.